0: Hi guys welcome back to another episode here on this is just the beginning. Now we're coming up to 30 episodes which is just crazy um because I know that I'm not like that um regular with uploading episodes as the start they were because I had so many topics to talk about but now as the years gone by it's been over a year now since I've released this podcast and it I just use it as my kind of diary as you guys know and it's just been crazy to see the growth of it and yeah it's just been so fun to do so I'm glad you're still listening to it, and I'm glad you're here today. Um, It's currently, what's the time? It's currently half past nine on uh, Thursday night, and as you can probably tell by my voice, and I hate it when people say this on podcasts and YouTube videos and stuff, but I have had tons of lights this week, but I thought it was a good time, better than any, just to get on and do an episode today, because there's been a lot going on in my life, as you would have heard from my last podcast. Um, and I'm here to update you all on that today and kind of just give you an update on things but also talking about something, again, very close to my heart. So I do apologise if I have to keep stopping during this episode because my voice is kind of gone and I'm still ill, so, but we're here today. So in my last episode, I explained how dreams can change and... I know that that's a very scary thing to talk about, and as I said, like, I've been wanting to do university my whole entire life, like, almost 10 years now, oh my god, I'm nearly 20, and that is so scary, and I feel like a couple of you listening to this will be like, wait, well, you're not even 20 yet, like, no, like, bro, I'm in second year uni, I'm definitely not old, Um, and the fact that I'm coming up to 20 years old, like, my boyfriend just turned 22, and so did my brother, and they're not yeah so like everyone's getting old and my friends are turning 21 this year because they're like in my school year but they're in like september october and i'm in july so like it's a very very scary time and yeah but it's kind of nice having like a july birthday because then i turn um like 20 like later than everyone else i'll turn 50 later than everyone else it's kind of a you know a good thing um because i've got a lot of friends that are like older than me as well so that is a good thing um but on that note a lot of people like including myself I feel like a lot of us at this age now like turning 20 in our very early 20s are thinking especially if you're at uni or not you're like I don't know what I'm doing with my life and as you told my last episode like I have no idea what I'm doing all I know is that I'm doing whatever this is right now I'm doing it for me um so I have decided to temporarily drop out of uni um put my course on hold for the year that means I'm not going on my like year abroad in September I was meant to be going to Berlin and then Zaragoza um because I study German and Spanish um but I put that on hold because I need to work on a lot of things right now and that's why I'm glad I've got my podcast and my blog right now because that is honestly going to help me so much through this and I hopefully um will support other people who might have gone through similar things to this through this so if you're one of those people hi you're definitely welcome here this is a safe space um to listen and to talk about in the community as well that um i have with you guys on my socials and things but it is a scary life and sorry it's a very scary time in our life right now at this age when we have people graduating and people who haven't even gone to uni yet thinking about okay I really need to think about my career plan and what I want to do and if I do want to go to uni and it is very very scary and um, I know but at our age between 18 to even 25 like even to 30 we do not need to have a plan like I know especially at the school that I went to it was drilled into us that we had to have a plan and I've talked about this in my last episode but I'll touch on it again quickly but you don't have to have a plan yet like my parents have always been a bit like you need to have a plan you need to do this like if you drop out you need to have a plan and I'm like no right now I need to focus on me I need to focus on myself and my parents have only just understood that but they do understand that they're like okay yeah you've been through a lot the last few years you do need to have time to get therapy get support and just work on yourself like by yourself as well and that work last year like I genuinely improved so much when I did that whole like spiritual journey and just the whole self-improvement thing um but now like I need to touch back in on that because I have lost sight of that completely because I've been overwhelmed with exams and stress and having a boyfriend obviously takes your mind off loads of things because you just want to be with them all the time and it is time consuming but in a good way I'm not saying it's a bad way like I wouldn't change it for the world but I have lost touch of myself a little bit but I'm not complaining about that um in that aspect but in the other aspect yeah I am because it is my fault though I'm not holding that against myself definitely not but it is it is annoying that I've lost touch of that because that side of me I love I love that Ellie side of me where I do yoga, I go for walks, I journal every single day, even twice a day, and I just have not picked up my journal as much at all, and I really hate that, I haven't even read a book, I bought a new self-help book by Vex King, I fucking love his books, excuse the language, but I do, Um, and I bought a new book by him, his second book, and I just can't read it, I don't know what it is, I just cannot read it, even Colleen Hoover books, I cannot pick up, and it's just crazy to me, but... I'm getting back on it trust me um but as I was saying like these times are changing they're scary but we don't have to have a plan like just focus on the present day like I know people are stressing about exams and then what they're going to do when they graduate what are they going to do if they don't get a placement job um because a lot of people um who are my age will be on a placement year next year and they can't get a job for that time and they're like what do we do and I'm like don't stress oh my god like if you don't get a job it it doesn't matter in the first instance you've got your whole life to get a job just focus on the present moment and like I'm not stressed that enough like take a year out and I'm not saying that that is the solution for everyone sometimes that can't be the solution like I know that sometimes you do have to like take it under the wing and you do have to find a job well you know what I mean like everyone's in a different situation but I genuinely believe in just focusing on the present moment Um, I say that in literally every single one of my episodes but I'm really holding on to that right now and as I look for things to do on my year off, um, I know I need to get a job, like I know that and my parents keep drilling that into me but they are being very understanding that I need at least a summer um, to really like work on myself and figure out exactly what I want to do and what I want to do at the moment but I have been wanting to do this for the past few years is to get my personal trainer qualification and use that It's a 12-week course at the most and use that to then like get a job in the gym and that is quite like a stable job I think and not quite like a big girl job I, w- I thought I wanted a girl job just to get out in the world but I don't think I do because <laughs> that is scary and as I said I'm coming up to 20 years old and I'm not ready for that and mentally as well I don't think I could handle that right now and I know that sometimes mental health isn't a huge like excuse and that kind of sounds harsh harsh to say but everyone our age is dealing with believe it or not mental health issues and I can't always use it um as like an excuse for things and it does kind of sound harsh, harsh to say but you can at the same time if you know what I mean like you can take time for yourself if you're able to like if you're in a position where you can say no to a job you know what I mean, but if you need to have a job, that's a completely different story, but right now, I I am capable of saying, actually, no, I will use my mental health as, like, a, not an excuse, just as a reason for not doing something, like, I don't want to put pressure on myself right now, and that's totally fine as well, like, I don't need to, I'm taking this year out for me, and everyone is totally in support of that, and I literally cannot thank my friends, my family, even at my university. Like Warwick has been, oh my god, amazing with dealing with this and they've done it so thoroughly, so quickly. And I thought it was gonna take a lot more like haggling or more talks with senior members at the university, but no, they literally just said, if this is what you wanna do, it's okay, you you can do it. We can sort this out together and it's just been like so easy to do. And I thought it was gonna be something so like challenging to do, but we've sorted it out and it's great and I just wanted that out of my mind because I didn't want to have this whole burden over me for the next few months if I'm like am I gonna drop out am I not like what am I gonna do and that's what I may feel like I know I'm just putting my degree on hold and whether I'm gonna go back or not that's up to me to decide like this time next year I think I will like I need to get a degree I know that um need in quotation marks but in my mind I will find life a lot easier if I just finish that final year and just not do my year abroad and just get my degree and then I can you know it would just be a lot more smooth sailing and I haven't just like thrown away two years but at the same time you can and I'm gonna stop going back and forth right now because it is very very annoying but yeah if you're at the age like me um kind of like early 20s I mean I'm not 20 yet but around this age um you're starting out life basically um it's okay to not know what you're doing like, trust me. I've also realised that there's so many people who think that they're the only ones going through this. And I thought that too. I'd be like, I'm the only one who's ever considered dropping out of uni. Like, absolutely not. I know people who have, like, dropped out, changed courses, started again, started when they're 24. Like, you know, it's not like the end of the world if you drop out at age, like, 19, for fuck's sake. It's not that difficult. Um, And, like... I know a couple of my friends have considered dropping out, um, another one of my good friends has dropped out, um, and looking to either start work, and he's in the same year as me, um, or to even just switch to a whole uni completely and start again as a fresher, and that was something on my mind, but I'm like, I've missed the deadlines, I can't do it now, blah blah blah, but that's just excuses, like, I could give you clearing, if I wanted to do it, there's loads of options, but no, I think at the moment uni isn't the right place for me, um, But then I think about it and I'm like, but I actually do like uni. But then every time I'm there, I cry. Um, So I just have this love and hate relationship with university so much. Like I love the independence, but I hate the independence. And yeah, I think with COVID, it definitely like didn't help um, being like not very social. But I've not been a very social, outgoing person my whole life. It's only been the last few years that it's come out. And I was really surprised when I went to uni, like how social I kind of was. Um, but yeah, like, I just wasn't social for that long, my social battery ran out, and again, that is fine, like, absolutely, totally fine, and I've learned that the hard way, I know, but I think COVID, and I hate to blame COVID, everyone blames COVID for everything, but here, like, social battery, no one talks about the effect that it's had on us, like, honestly, it's been so long, like, we were in lockdown for effectively two years, like, yeah, we had breaks from it, but mm, no, not really, it was... It was a fucking struggle. Like, I, I'm sorry, I keep swearing on this podcast, but I don't know I've had a glass of wine, so but um, it was a struggle for anyone, especially ages like 14 to 18, like um, teenage age. It's it was just really difficult, and I do feel bad for those people who their entire universities were been affected by Covid, like the year above me and the year above that. So, I think mean, my boyfriend, like, he went to uni. Um, and then had to come home from uni in the March, Um, so he missed like exams and everything um, at the end of the uni year, because he had to, like everything was just shut, and then the next year, again, everything was kind of shut, he couldn't go out, so it was just in the house all the time, um, at his uni house, and then his third year, he was on placement, now in his final year, when he can actually have a Covid-free year, and a normal year, he's stressed with work, and that's not fair, but you can't change it and with that comes okay this has happened we're going to move on and also with that a lot of people say that university is your best is the best years of your life and I've heard that a lot and that might be true but people say that about high school and it's definitely not the case with high school but I can see that it is with uni because you do find people who are like you and if you don't then like you will find them you know what I mean like you don't just associate with people you don't like because there's so many like there's thousands of people at the university that you will like. There's a society for everything. Even if you're not social, you will find your people. Like it's just that's just how it is. And I have found my people at uni finally. And it's just been the people who were there all along. But I just didn't thought I got on with them last year because I wasn't social and I just didn't like make the effort to get to know them. Um but I'm thankful that they stayed there with me. So if you're listening to this, you know who you are. I'm thankful that like, we are friends, because obviously, honestly, I would have no one, <laughs> and no one would have helped me through this last year, so thank you again, um, for my current, like, I guess you could call them best friends that you need, like, my closest friends, like, they've honestly helped me through so much, and I can never repay them for that, because I know that they've been going through a lot as well at the same time, and, th- sorry, i am going on a lot of different tangents right now, but I'm gonna go on another one, but with that in mind, um, I always feel bad when I kind of realise, and it is usually quite soon on, but when I realise that I've been kind of offloading on other people um, and forgetting that they have their own problems too. And this happened recently with my closest friend at uni and I've been going on about all my problems and I say all my problems, they're they're all like first world problems, but every problem is valid. We've had this conversation before, validate your feelings. And, again, this is in the same context, but, um, and I kind of just forgot how to ask how she was. Like, of course, I'd been like, oh, how are you? But I'd never really, like, asked deeply, like, actually, how are you? Because I I kind of suspected she was going through stuff. um, But then I just never really asked, like, properly, like, are you okay? Um, And then I felt really, really bad about that. And she was like, no, 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 don't feel bad, honestly. I just don't open up as much as you do. Um, And then I felt like... I felt so happy that someone was so honest to say like yeah Ellie like some people are really open some people aren't and you're lucky like if someone like me that opens up to you and I'm like okay thank you for being honest with that and that is so true like I am an absolute blabbermouth I will speak to anyone about my problems I'm definitely in those TV shows you know when you're sitting at a bar and you see someone come in and they just sit down next to you and then just like absolutely blurt out everything they're feeling and why they're in the bar like that is so me that is what I would do (laughs) honestly um if I've had a bad day I'll literally tell anyone next to me why I've had a bad day I just that's how I process my emotions and a lot of people process them differently a lot of people hide them away and I don't know which is better or worse like there's no one way to deal with emotions but I always find talking about them is so much easier because then it you admit it to yourself as well as the people around you and as hard as that is it's The best way i personally think it might not work for everyone but as soon as you tell one person it's like this way to lift off your shoulders but that's where the problem with downloading um onto someone comes in like i didn't realize all my life it's been such a problem for my sister for example i've always been kind of the one in the family with like the problems and just always like going through shit i guess you could say and I never really realised how much effect that had on her when she was also going through stuff, but had to act like the big sister, even though we're twin sisters, but she she is still the big sister. And I never have actually thanked her for just always like being there for me, I guess. So if you are listening, I mean, I don't think you are listening, um, but thank you for that. Um, but just having someone who is always there for you, no matter what, um, is so nice. But then you also have to realise that if they're constantly dealing with your shit they have shit too and it is a really really hard like situation to be in when you want to speak to your best friend for example if there's two of you and you have so much shit going on right now and you might think you're the only one with shit going on you've still got to remember that they have shit going on too like everyone has shit going on throughout their entire life like every day there is something going on in your mind okay in my opinion I mean that's just me speaking as still a teenager like there's always shit going on in my brain, like, some people might have it easy, but I strongly believe that everyone's got something going on in their brain, whether it's about their job, about a relationship, about their kids, about money, you know, there's always little niggles, or maybe they just have insecurities, you know, like, there's always something going on in your mind, and I guess a lot of people just don't remember that, and I forget it easily, too, and it's just something to keep in mind when you are constantly offloading onto other people maybe not the same person but different people like they have to deal with that as well as their own stuff but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't speak to people about your problems and it definitely doesn't mean that you can only speak to like a therapist I'm not saying that at all because I feel like some people could take it that way but um just what I'm saying is like just be mindful of like how much you are offloading because with me it does help just to like blur which is why my podcast and my blog is just such a good tool because then I'm still especially with my podcast I'm still like talking it out loud um obviously I'm not giving as much detail as I would to like my sister for example or my best friend but anyway um speaking it out loud and then that gets it off my chest um that is a good way like this is totally weird but before i go to sleep at night i might sometimes like talk my problem out out loud you know when you're trying to go to sleep and you've got all of these things running around your mind like i might literally talk out loud to myself going okay ellie how can we deal with this um and i do that quite a lot and yeah that might sound weird but it does help just to speak out loud to yourself as you're speaking like to someone else and that comes naturally to me because I have a podcast and I'm that kind of person but it definitely helps and I don't know it's just to keep in mind that everyone's going through shit as well um and you're not the only one but that doesn't mean your feelings are um invalidated because that is also something that I struggle with a lot a lot of the time when people say like oh but people have it worse than you um that annoys me so much now because I'm like yeah, they might do, but right now, this is the lowest I've ever felt, or I feel really, really sad right now, I'm allowed to feel that, and you are allowed to feel feel anything you're feeling right now, any time of the day, any day of the year, you are allowed to feel, like, shit, you're allowed to feel happy, you're allowed to feel confused, you're allowed to feel anything you want to feel, like, that is totally okay, even if, like, nothing completely bad has happened, you're still allowed to feel sad, okay? Okay. That's why I think people with, um, depression diagnosed or undiagnosed or who are experiencing a really low mood, for example, like, I feel like that's when they get kind of angry about it, honestly. Like, I haven't experienced it to that extent, but I've experienced low moods a lot and I do experience a seasonal depression. I don't like the word depression. I have a problem with that, but I'm just going to use it right now, but, um, because they don't know what's wrong and then that makes them feel like there isn't a problem when there still is and you are allowed to feel those emotions and I'm going off on a huge tangent about this just because it's so important that we recognize this, that you are allowed to feel um, and just because like someone has it worse than you, like because maybe they're, um, someone close to them has died that day in school and you come in and you're like I've had the worst day Um like xyz just happened to me today I'm just having the worst day um and yes I might sound like first world problems and then someone else chimes in like oh yeah well so and so died today like that annoys me so much because yeah okay if you're that person who's just lost someone really dear to them I understand both sides because you're like really you're moaning that like um your package didn't come or you know what I mean like you're moaning about the smallest things but that might just absolutely tick them off, you know? Like, I mean, I think that's a really bad example to give, but that's just kind of showing that every um, feeling is valid. Um, Because I have a problem with like, especially when it comes to, and I'm going to get onto um, this topic in a bit, but especially with eating disorders, I sometimes like look back and I'm like, why did I ever like, um, what's the word, voluntarily starve myself? and I just look back and think, Ellie, that is so silly, and then, because I think, some people literally don't eat, because they can't eat, they can't afford to eat, or there is no food, Um, and I sometimes, like, tell myself that, and then I think, no, okay, Ellie, you live in, like, this bubble, like, okay, we live in a European bubble, yeah, I I know that, I completely know that, and I still live in a bubble inside that, I know that, but Even if it might be classed as a first world problem, and it is classed as a first world problem that eating disorders and all that, it's still a really bad condition. And I cannot invalidate something that formed a huge part of my life and who I am today. Without me going through an eating disorder, I would not be the person I am today. It's made me so strong. It's made me so powerful, independent. Um, During this podcast, I don't think I would have done it if I didn't have an eating disorder to be honest with you and saying it out loud is just like wow like so many things have come from me having an eating disorder good and bad but a lot of good Mm. and I don't know like it's just something to keep myself accountable for I guess I'm not saying like get an eating disorder good things will happen absolutely not do not take that the wrong way but um I don't know like whenever those thoughts come into my mind like your people like literally cannot afford to eat um and I get really sad about it. And I'm like, oh, my God, Ellie, you were so stupid for starving yourself on purpose. Like, I, I, I'm i allowed, I'm not allowed, I, th- I don't know how to say it. But, like, I, it's still valid for me to do that in a way. Because that was my way of dealing with my emotion. And that was my way of dealing with how to stay in control. And I cannot invalidate that. If you know what I'm saying. I'm just, this is another example. And it might throw some shade on some areas. Um and yeah, it might cause some controversy, but that is how I feel, like, I know that there are people who have it worse than me, and have, and there's people that have it better than me, but right now, this is how I'm feeling on X day, at X time, like, I'm feeling like this, I'm allowed to feel like this, if someone comes along and be like, well, so-and-so has it worse than you, that is the worst thing anyone could ever say, because you're like, well, right now, this is the lowest I've ever felt, and I feel pretty low, Little little oh, why, and I'm like, you just don't want to say like you know what i mean it's just it's no one's business to like compare your struggles with someone else because at the end of the day they're your own struggles that is only what you've experienced and you know what's your lowest and what's your highest you know what i mean like no one else can tell that for you and no one else can say that your lowest is not low enough and i've been told that before i've had that um day where i've had a horrendous day at school with my eating disorder, and someone's come along and been like, oh my nan died today. That was a scenario I have um that I used earlier and that I have experienced. And I'm like, Are you serious right now? Um, like, yeah, that's awful for you. And then that was when I was in my mind, like, of course I never thought, like, oh yeah, this is just a 1st world problem, Ellie get over it. No, because that was the worst thing going on in my life. Um, and that is the worst thing that's ever happened in my life, probably. Um and it just really like invalidated that feeling. And I was like, well, is there anything wrong? Um, And you know what I mean? Like That is what is so wrong with things like eating disorders and mental health conditions because, and this is still Mental Health Awareness Week. So this is why it's so apt to talk about this right now. Um, Like you cannot pitch your feelings against other people's feelings. And I'm gonna keep saying it over and over again for the remainder of this fucking episode because it is so important that we learn that. And it's important that we teach younger people this people this at a very young age um in like preschool because if you're not in touch with yourself and your own feelings you cannot help other people and I don't know I'm getting like really like uptight about this because it is a topic that is um a huge passion of mine that we shouldn't let other people like control how we're feeling because a lot of the time you know when you know when you ask someone like should I make this a big thing like if something's gone on you know like in a relationship or something they're like oh no no don't worry about it or anything kind of like that if you've heard that before and then if someone says that to you you're a bit like oh but I think I should they're like no nah, that's nothing and then you feel a bit like oh I'm just being stupid no 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 if you're feeling a certain way you are allowed to feel like that stand up for yourself and be like okay I'm feeling like this And that's totally fine to feel a certain way about a certain thing. That's how you react to it. And you can learn those patterns. You can learn how you react with certain things. And then you can, like, become more aware of them. And that's what I've been trying to work on recently. How I react to certain situations. If I relapse, for example, um, I know how I relapse, when I relapse, and why I relapse. And that knowledge alone is the most powerful tool I literally have in my mind. Because if I didn't have, like... The skills to prevent a relapse or to uh, reel in a relapse because preventing it is a lot harder than taming it back in my opinion and I'm going to say something that is probably very um, controversial I've said that word a couple times now but very um, I don't know people might say a lot of shit about this but I know that I am strong enough now in where I am with recovery and especially where I am in my mindset because recovery for me was about my mind not My body, which is what I got wrong so many times in the past, um, as well, fixing my relationship with myself before my relationship with food and my body, and it worked so much better. Oh my god, I tell you, um, um, but I know that I am so confident in the work that I've put in with myself that if I did relapse, so there are days where, and my eating disorder kind of, um, came around from lack of control um because of exams because of the pandemic was a huge influence because I was bored and all I did was exercise and then when I went back to school I couldn't do that all day every day um and I got very panicky and then things were out of control um again when you think that you can't control something and then it gets out of control it's just this whole spiral and this whole cycle that is just not good um and I latched onto that um but I know now that I know the triggers for it and I do relapse okay um not very often but I know when I do I can kind of sense it coming like when everything's going out of control and believe it or not it's not when I'm having like a mental breakdown um to do with like anxiety because my anxiety is really bad since my eating disorder and it's just got worse ever since it's been okay recently but I have more of those breakdowns now which is something very new that I'm trying to deal with because I've always been like down or sad or having breakdowns about my eating disorder about my eating my exercise all of that and it's very new to me that I've got new emotions um especially that like I'm in a relationship there's more emotions there and it's more emotions with I can be sad about anything else now and that's really scary and when I first had a breakdown like in January about something that wasn't to do with my eating it was to do with university I was like oh my god like what is happening and I was on the pill and I'm still on the pill and that is something very difficult to manage let me tell you um and I want to do a whole episode about being on the pill and how it affects you but um so basically I just have a lot of emotions going on and most of the time like I don't relapse to do with like losing control I don't really know I say that I'm so in touch with myself but I'm like yeah, I relapse, and that's when something goes wrong in the day, and I I feel like I'm quite OTD, like, with my day and planning it, and I get very anxious when someone pulls out of a plan or something goes wrong, especially if it was, like, going out for dinner, and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to eat now, I'm going to go do a workout, and I just kind of, it's when I get angry, I think, more than anything, I take it out on um my eating, and that's kind of what happened over lockdown, like, five of us, as a family, in a house for months on end with nowhere to go like you can see how bad it got right <laughs> and so then my anger on my family I took out on that and blah, blah 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 like that all triggered it so that's my kind of big trigger um and it sounds toxic I'm going back to the point now but it sounds toxic but I just go okay Ellie I am going to let you relapse in quotation marks like have a bad day for a day usually it lasts for usually it happens at night so it might last a night or half a day like usually it does not last longer than a day sometimes it lasts a couple days but i say to myself ellie i'm gonna like allow you i'm gonna give you permission um and this whole permission thing again i'll come back to you like in another episode but you are allowed to have a day off you're allowed to have a bad day okay this isn't going to change anything because you are confident that you will pull yourself back out of it so it's fine like right now what you're feeling you don't want to uncover you don't want to talk about you don't want to journal about you don't want to admit what you're feeling so yeah okay take it out on like yourself and I know that is so toxic for anyone to hear and I hated mistake out loud but to me that is my way of like dealing with it and I sh- I'm sorry I should have said trigger warning here but that might um trigger a lot of people about that but i'm just being raw and honest here like that is literally how i deal with it and that is really bad like okay i'm not saying i do that every time a lot of the time i say ellie just like snap out of it you're better than this now and if i said that to myself like even this time last year um i would have like screamed at myself because i was still in two different minds like my brain was playing to two different people it was a really scary time like it was just like I didn't know who I was I was so dissociated from myself that this ED was literally just controlling me um and my old self was trying to chime in and it just wouldn't do anything so I was just like screaming at myself basically all the time um but now I'm so in control of myself um and like I know who I am basically and even though I'm like oh my god I'm dropping out of uni I don't know who I am no I know who I am like on a spiritual internal level but on terms of like where I am in the world all of that of course I don't fucking know I'm 20 years old basically and I don't know what I'm doing with my life but that is not like who I am on the inside you know what I mean um but most of the time I am like okay Ellie like you know you love food like (laughs) come on like you've recovered you put all this work in don't relapse now and I've never done a big relapse um I did relapse in the summer but that was very very new into recovery like since then i've not relapsed just because i know that i love my routine so much i love also not having a routine i love eating and you know what i mean it's like a relapse like a day's relapse would literally harm me in no way just because i know that i have to be gentle with myself and sometimes i'm going through something it might be really small but at the time i'm like i don't want to deal with this right now i'm just going to deal with it in a really unhealthy way and it's so bloody unhealthy um and I am gonna stop going on about it because I know how toxic this might sound, but um, that's just my way of like dealing with it, and it it does work. Cause then y- usually this happens kind of like at night time. Um, and I'm like, Ellie, yeah, tomorrow I just have like the day of like the treadmill. Go for it, hun. I wake up the next morning and I'm like, oh my god, Ellie, what the hell was that? And usually that is my hormones. Usually that is, um, the pill talking. Like that is a whole other side of me right now. Like that is the other brain. I'm talking about I am in two different minds again I guess but when I have a breakdown now I kind of have to check in with myself and go is this you talking or is it the hormones talking and yeah I'm not going to get into the whole pill side I want to do a whole episode on that but yeah that is my kind of experience at the moment with my eating disorder kind of considering relapse but I've never considered a full relapse like I have like I don't really know how to like describe it but I have looked back on old pictures of myself and been like wow like I love my arms there they're so toned and wow I had a six pack like wow and I'm like oh my god Ellie what are you doing like just look at yourself now so then every time I catch myself doing that I look in the mirror and this might be when I'm, I'm having a bad body image day right we all get them but I look at myself in the mirror and I go look at your body you're curvy, you have boobs, you have a great figure now, because you have put that work in to gain weight, to recover, to gain your life back, and I have gained my life back, I would not be sitting here right now, like emphasis on the sitting, I did not let myself sit down, I tell you, I slept for like seven hours at the most a night, because I was scared of like lying down or sitting down, I was standing up all the time, moving all the time, and I would not be recording a podcast for you, (laughs) if I didn't recover and it's just so sad to think about that because I still think the first couple podcasts I did I was doing them standing up with my microphone and that is just awful because to record a podcast I need to be sat I'm in my bed right now I need to be sat bundled up with my teddy next to me I've got my duck next to me right now and you know what I mean like that is just so crazy to think about and I just snap myself out of it so quickly and it's just On, like, a more positive note now, it's just so crazy to see the progress that I have made with a year in recovery, and when I first, like, heard that recovery would take six to 18 months or something, I was like, "Uh, it's not worth putting that much work in. I'm not here for recovery. I'll just tootle along, kind of doing, like, studio recovery right now. I'm fine doing that. Ellie, no, you weren't, and I'm so glad I made the jump, and it did... I would say that it just started with um finding the connection with myself again nothing to do with food and exercise and actual like recovery it was more just find who I am again find what I like and just get back in touch with myself and then everything can build from that like go back to the absolutely core foundation um and everything will kind of just I don't mean to just sort itself out no but then you can work on bits bit by bit and yeah, and that's what I did. And it did work so smoothly with me. And again, different people, different needs, but that is how I recovered. And I was also just thrown into it in the summer. I was thrown into travel, um, obviously everything that I wanted to do, um, but I traveled, Went um, on a holiday, I worked, I did all these amazing things. I didn't have time to think about food. I was just trying to enjoy my summer as best as I could because I wanted to make memories I wanted to change my life around and I did and that would not have been possible without one the support I had which was phenomenal um and two at the same time people not keep going on about it like my dad made one comment I remember when we were sat in a bar in Madrid um and in Spain like in a bar they especially in Madrid they just come out with just a tapa. which is a singular tapas. <laughs> just like a little dish, like just like one little thing. It might be like an empanada, like a mini one um, or some like prawns or something. Like, you know what I mean? Just like a little tiny, tiny dish, just a bar snack, but a really fucking nice bar snack. Um, and we'd been out eating all day and then I was like, "Oh, that looks nice. Um, so I had it. And then he was like, just I think like a few months ago, you wouldn't have even touched that. You wouldn't even be here drinking a beer like in Spain and he just made one comment and my dad like never made um comments on it because he knew how sensitive I was and just as a dad he just didn't really know how to approach it um but I thanked my dad throughout that because anything he would say would always be helpful like he'd always be like well you know what my answer is going to be to that or if I was like can you take me to the gym because I couldn't drive back then um He was like, well, you know what my answer is going to be? You need to eat fast or you really don't work out still, whatever. And he'd just be so on it. Um, So I have him to thank for that. Um, But again, recovery would not have been possible without me, like, wanting to do it. Because for so long, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to gain weight. But I was like, you know what? Weight gain is the bottom of my priorities. Like, I don't care about it. Obviously, everyone else around me was like, no, Ellie, that has to be your priority. But I was like, no. My relationship with myself and the idea of gaining life back is my priority right now. I want to make memories. I want to have fun. I don't want to be stuck in my room forever doing workouts, basically. (laughs) Um, The reason why I've gone on a whole topic discussion about eating disorders right now, um, because I haven't talked about it properly in a long time, but I've just realized it has been a full year since I've chosen recovery. Like, I did start properly in May um last year kind of the end of April May and I've just only realized that and it made me tear up earlier I was like the absolute progress I've made is insane like there's been some days where I'm like I want my old body back blah 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 but I'm like I would not get back to that body in like months if I even tried even if I did it the same way I did and there's no way I'd even go back to that so just this whole like cycle and I'm like oh my god Ellie you're so much happier right now and obviously that is a loose way of putting it like happier in terms of my body and in general but there are other things obviously tie me down as everyone is but that is just not like a huge deal right now and that is just so lovely to think about (laughs) I don't need to think about it ever again hopefully and it is very optimistic because you know you're not cured it's not something that you can cure and it can always come back like you know what I mean it's not like it's forever gone um like a healed bone like your bone can break again you know that's a really bad analogy to use but and I don't know like that is just kind of my thoughts on it recently like I've progressed so much that I would never go back um and yeah I think I'm gonna (laughs) tie this episode here it was It's been a very wild episode, I tell you, I've delved into a lot of deep things, Um, but I hope you got something from it, and I am just gonna apologize about the segment that I was talking about earlier about um, my toxic ways of dealing with eating disorders, but that is just to show that I have come so far that I'm strong enough to know that one day isn't gonna do anything. Like, I'm not gonna, like, revert back to my old ways. Like, if I did that this time last year, yeah easily but I was just so convinced that I wanted to make a better relationship with myself more than anything and it wasn't even about food it was just literally about myself and that was just so powerful and I'm so happy I did that um but yeah I've got no plans for the summer right now um all I know is that hopefully I'm gonna work on the same summer camp I worked on last year um, for a few weeks just to get some cash to pay for my personal trainer course because I really want to do that but it is quite expensive so I need to make some money before I do that so that is on my mind right now um I mean I've got exams right now I'd finish like in a month so I'm very excited about that um and I've got exams next week and I've been so stressed this week because I've been ill and I've literally on Tuesday I did not get out of bed and I've never done that before like I tell you like even if I'm hungover like violently hungover I still get up and I still go for a walk or I still do something um, even if it's just a walk to the sofa to be honest but even as a kid when I was ill I'd walk downstairs with my DV, um and sit on the sofa I just did not get out of bed and I've never done that I didn't get up till midday and I was to go downstairs to try and have this tiny piece of toast and I came straight back up to bed because I was like I need to eat something um and yeah but I've never been like that and it's been crazy but I was I've been so ill this week but I'm so glad I feel better um but yeah and I tell you what I'm gonna have a lovely weekend like I don't know what's planned like I've got nothing planned for the next like year so I'm gonna take it in my swing and as I said in my last blog post um like this summer I have no expectations because I have expectations that this summer's going to be just as good as the last summer. But my last summer was the best summer I've ever had. So I cannot expect it to be as good. It might be really boring sitting at home. Which I do think it might be. Um, because I don't want to spend all my money travelling or doing stuff. You know what I mean? But I think it's going to be a good summer either way. Because I'll be, at home with my family. So I hope you have a good weekend. And a good few weeks until you hear from me next. Um, thank you for listening. Um, share. This episode and my blog my podcast on your socials and my socials will be linked below so thanks for listening and bye